where in the world is Fitzgerald Grant? Well, we find out tonight. This is Day 101, your Scandal After Show. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I'm so so long, Mr. Long. I have nobody on my own. So long. We picked this song purposely because Fitz was so lonely this episode. So lonely this episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to your Scandal After Show. This is episode three, day 101. I am Jessica Williams, and you can find me on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams and on Twitter at Miss Jessica WW. And I'm Tessa Saval. You guys can find me on all social media at Tessa underscore Saval. Yes, and as you guys can see, we are double trouble tonight on Scandal, (laughs) just the two of us, and um, there's so much that happened this episode, it started off slow, and then it kind of picked up towards the end, Mm -hmm. so I mean, you guys. (laughs) I feel like we were just talking about this, these last kind of three episodes have been such a build that I'm stoked for next week, because now I feel like we've seen all sides leading up to this 101 day. Yeah, like that's just, ah, so much. Um, (laughs) You guys are already rolling into our live chat. We see you. What's up, Rikiki and Katie and and everyone else that's here. And we're going to shout you guys out and, and keep track of what you guys are saying throughout the show. And so let's get it kicked off. So Fitz, you know, this episode starts off, he is in Vermont, you know, that mm-hmm. home, you know, thinking that he's going to be making some jam. And he is trying <laughs> to live a normal life, which is strange. At first, when he walked out and he saw those lineup of people, I thought he was dreaming for a second, but the, that was all of his help. Mm-hmm. And they were wanting to, you know, assist him as being a former president. And he's like, no, he's like, bye bye, go home. Yeah. I was a little taken back, but at the same time, I think Fitz is so ready to just be left alone. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, if it was me, I would enjoy that luxury. I'm like, great, a chef, a maid, a groundskeeper, this is wonderful. Yeah. But no, I mean, I get it too because he served two terms. Mm-hmm. He was senator before. He, he grew up in a family that was uh, very political. So he mm-hmm. hasn't had any privacy to do what he wants, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. It was kind of really cool, I think, leading up to all this. The only time we really saw Fitz as, like, a human was when he was with Olivia. Mm. So to now see him kind of be that, like, really human person again was really interesting now that he is by himself. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, um, friends in the group, she says that she loves how naive Fitz is in the real world. That credit card activation scene was so hilarious. (laughs) Um, Ricky said... Fitz has never lived a normal life. And uh, Katie said that the cashiers were all aware of the um, cameras and wanting to do, to do that photo I op. know, they were totally <laughs> like, mm, that was like, just a little flick of the hair. It was so subtle, but she kind of smiled on the camera did. a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, so he's wanting to live a normal life. He's trying to cook himself I and know. drive himself and go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did you think of that whole cooking scene? 
I thought it was really, again, very, like, humanizing and cool to see him grow and kind of make mistakes again. I think that was a big thing is we don't see him really make mistakes in a way because I think he's such a strong person and often when he is with Olivia or Melly, it's always like he tends to have the last word or he'll take their last word and make it the last word. Mm -hmm. So I think to see him really making a mistake and such a humble mistake of cooking like meat it was just like oh (laughs) like you are a little human at the end of the day like such a little baby in a way like kind of learning these very simple things again oh look yeah that's true and I was impressed with what he was trying to cook I mean it was like a turkey with vegetables yeah I mean, who go, first of all, what man lives alone is like, you know what? I want to cook. Like most people order out, yeah. order pizza, like I'm free. Um, but then he wanted to cook something co- so complicated and kept trying. I appreciated Fitz, Fitz's ambition and his desire just to keep going. I know. Going it was really engine. cool. Well, my big thing was why make such a big meal? Yeah. <laughs> like who? you're one man. <laughs> exactly. So we start off seeing Fitz in that light and then cut to Marcus over living it up in Havana, Cuba, which was Mm -hmm. funny. He's ordering drinks. He's with this girl having the salsa nights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he's laying by the pool. Um, So something that I kind of peeped, I don't know if I was looking too much into it, but you know how he was looking across the pool at that man? I was wondering that too, that white man. Yes. Yeah, what was that? I feel like he's spying on that person and I don't know who, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's going to come up again. Mm, I'm glad you caught that too because I was like, am I overthinking this? Because it, it seemed weird that they took a whole, you know, three seconds to really show what felt like that one man. Yes. So I am curious if maybe he has an open project with Olivia or something like that. I don't know, but I think it, I don't know, out of all the places, why would they send him to Cuba? And mm-hmm. then it was even surprising seeing Marcus relax because he just seems like a little yeah. worker bee. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm, but he's all shaved. What do you think of the, I mean, he's like bald and the no beard or mustache or nothing. Yeah, I guess it, I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I don't know if I liked it. Yeah. A little too bare, like a little, a little, little too scruff. bare, a little yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm very interested to see how his character plays out because mm-hmm. kind of jumping ahead a little bit, we don't have to continue on this, but seeing that whole power dynamic play out between him and Grant, and Grant really bringing that. Sorry, Fitz. I, I don't know why Grant. I said Grant. <laughs> <Just> Grant. Grant. <laughs> Gerald Grant. Um, really note the power that he senses that he wants within him mm-hmm. was just I didn't really pick up on it until he said something like that mm-hmm. and then it really kind of turned my wheels more about Marcus because I think it's something we haven't really seen really play out all the way yeah. I think he's always been kind of you know there but not there there if that makes sense hmm. Marcus, like, kind of, like, in the mix of it, but not in, like, a perfect yeah. way? Okay. Not, yeah. like, I'm forefront. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. I see that. <laughs> I see that because it made me think about um, the tactic that Olivia used last season when Melly was running for the re- for election, mm-hmm. and Marcus and her were, you know, flirty, and she used those same words in a way mm-hmm. to describe his intentions. She's like, you were that a mayor. true. And now you jump from being a mayor to sleeping with the mayors, you know, or you wanted to be a mayor, and then you went on to working at an OPA, and then you went on to being with Melly, and then you went on to working as the press secretary in the White House, but you started off being an activist, and Olivia's like, well, where did your 
you know, where where did I that spirit go? I forgot about that. So I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah. Because that is very true. And now it's like Fitz is seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if for Marcus, he's like, oh, like two very powerful people now have perhaps caught on to my plan in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah, that's interesting. Shout out to Sarah Rockle in our snap, uh, in our snap, just over here <laughs> Snapchatting, um, in our live feed, uh, dedicated viewer. Thanks for returning. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit deeper, just about the interaction between Fitz and Marcus mm-hmm. and you know, a, the, a good song that you chose Lonely to open up with was because Fitz seemed so alone. And then Marcus came to kind of be his partner. Yeah. Did you feel like Fitz was truly treating him like a partner? No. Mm-hmm. But I think Fitz kind of said that. Yeah. Like, open, or what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he was, like, like he didn't mean it, you know? Uh-huh. Because Fitz can't partner with anyone. Look at any relationship he's ever had. Has he ever yeah. truly partnered with anyone? No. Mm-hmm. I think he tries to. Like, I think in his defense, which I rarely defend Fitz now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think even with Cyrus, like, I think that when Cyrus was his chief of, chief of staff, he really did try to partner with him in ways. But as soon as someone disagrees with Fitz, he inserts his power. And yeah. so, and he reminds them, you actually work for me. So though you think, you know, though I invited your opinion, I am the final say. And I think, I think it rubs people the wrong way when he does it mm-hmm. because it is kind of, it's a little nasty. Oh know? yeah, for sure. Yeah. And even like, I was like, he didn't really defend Marcus when that guy um, that he was having the meeting with, that he had him over for, for drinks. Um, I didn't catch exactly who he was I know he was trying to get money from him and to donate I'm not sure if he was a congressman but to say like oh where did this you know um what they were drinking like bourbon or whatever came from he's like oh gracias chico chico Mm -hmm. which is boy so basically saying thanks boy which you know we all know that's offensive to a black man calling him a boy or, or any grown man for that matter and Fitz kind of you know nonchalantly passed by it Mm-hmm. And then went to say, oh, I released my help, but Marcus, go get another bottle. Mm-hmm. I did not know. That didn't sit well with me. But to be honest, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I think Fitz, it's almost like I think he relapses and back into that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it's like he'll, you know, because I think he was caught up in such a important political conversation. Yeah. Or, I mean, it didn't seem that important. But (laughs) he was in that mindset again as kind of being a president and having that help. So, for me, it was almost like a relapse in a way. Like, oh, well, you can go get me something because I've been doing this my entire life. Yeah. And so I think he, again, is still learning these almost simple things of like, okay, if you're going to act normal and be normal, which Marcus pointed out, you got to actually do that. Like, you actually can't boss people around anymore yeah. yeah no that's really true and i think that fits handled it well that had mm-hmm. have been embarrassing um what do you guys think in the live chat though we want to hear from you in reference to, to this dynamic between fits and marcus and this argument and spat because they both have you know varying sides and marcus called fits a joke and fits called marcus a coward mm-hmm. and they kind of took personal digs at one another, I was not expecting for him to, for them to actually get into a physical fight. 
Really? What about you? Yeah. I, from that moment when they got so close, their faces like inches apart from each other, I was honestly surprised Fitz just didn't go for it there. Yeah. Because it felt so heated. Mm-hmm. And I think Fitz almost has this built up like physical kind of angst in him that mm-hmm. I think he just needs to get out. And I think it's something that he had just been building up for a long time because he, he couldn't ever really get in a fight as a president. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes... For me, at least, like, I'll cry. Yeah. You know, like, kind of that actual physical release of something. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe for him, he just had something really built up in him where he just needed not to punch Marcus because it was Marcus, but just almost to just, like, get that energy out of his body. Yeah. So. Yeah, I see that. And I was more so surprised that Fitz took the first punch because it looked like Marcus Marcus was was more riled up. Yeah. I know. I was like, wow. And then, but I knew when he said, call me a coward again. And then he was like, that's what I thought. I knew that Fitz was going to turn around and actually be the coward. He's so cowardly. He wouldn't say it to his face. I was like, come on. Like, (laughs) what is this exactly? You know? Well, I think Fitz almost had that moment of like, do I do it? Do I cross that line? I'm not mm-hmm. president anymore. I can do it if I want to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he doesn't have all these boundaries in his head anymore of little mm-hmm. things like that that he can't cross in a way. I know he'll right. always still be, you know, a former president, but he's not the sitting president anymore. Mm. So I think a lot of this episode was us really seeing how he's adapting to this next chapter in his life and it was so lonely like we keep saying i know it it was uh and part of that loneliness was what made the episode drag at the beginning (laughs) just like so you know he's just there in this cabin (laughs) just trying to cook and trying to make it and wanting to go out to the bar which is funny he's like oh let's go have a drink and then they go to the to the most emptiest bar no one's there what was the point of that i know well i was almost wondering if they had the bar cleared oh that's a good point. You know what I was also surprised about going back to the cabin oh. and the cooking uh-huh. is I was, and you mentioned this, I was surprised he didn't attempt jam. Oh, yeah. Because they talk about it mm-hmm. all the time. I was yeah. like, for sure, that's <laughs> going to be like bit. his little <laughs> hobby is jam. I think that he's waiting for Olivia. For Olivia to do it? Yeah. Jam is their jam together. Jam is their jam. <laughs> <laughs> We're here all night, folks. We're here all night. <laughs> but, um, oh, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they're in a bar having a beer, and Fitz drunk it as if that was his first time ever tasting beer. I know. Mm, it's so good. I mean, Vermont, are they known for special breweries? I almost took it as he always had hard liquor in the Oval. <laughs> But still, I was, it was a little odd it's to me. True. Because I feel like beer isn't generally a sophisticated drink. It's mm-hmm. not something you have at a state dinner or right. things like that. It's always wine or, you know, nice bourbon and whiskey, yes. things like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took it as, oh, he's like being more, quote unquote, normal and drinking a beer. Because yeah. that's what a lot of people do. They go to a bar and drink beer, not 50-year-old 50 age, 50 aged bourbon, you know? Right. Yeah. So that was a little fun, little outing for him. Um, something that was so interesting, though, while while they were there, to me was seeing, like, Fitch trying to ask about Melly and looking mm-hmm. at their interaction, I could not help but think about the dynamic duo, duos that are kind of happening and then kind of crossing over. So you have Marcus, that's Fitch's right-hand man, and Olivia, that's Melly's right-hand man, mm. and each other has been with each other. 
Olivia and Marcus have never been with, with each other, but it was like, uh, and they both connected in talking about the other person over drinks. I mean, you have Olivia and I've Melly with wine. I never thought about that, but you're really right now that you laid it out that way. You know, you have huh. Millie, uh, Melly and Olivia over wine, and now Fitz and Marcus over beer. Let's talk about, we both been with the same person. It's kind of <laughs> weird. It is, right? I don't, I don't have much more to say. I was really surprised how taken back Melly was kind of jumping ahead a little bit uh-huh. when Marcus called. Hmm. I was taken back that he called too. I would, yeah, I think it, I'm not that surprised he called her to be honest, uh-huh. but I'm surprised Melly was just like, Marcus, like you called me. And then mm-hmm. as she explained those three stages of fits, I oh, found yeah. that very interesting and yeah. in how adamant she was about having Marcus not quit on him. Do you think part of that has to do with Melly still not necessarily having feelings for Fitz, but just having a respect for him that she also doesn't seem to always really play out? Like, she hates him, but she respects him, so it's kind of this weird dynamic that they have. I mean, they share children together and stuff, so they'll always be connected in a way, and they'll always probably share holidays together, et cetera, et cetera, but... Yeah, she was super um, supportive, and you know what I think it more so has to do with Mm -hmm. her respect for Fitz is her respect and um, wanting Marcus to succeed. Because I said this last season, just a little nugget, and it's actually playing out about Marcus is Melly's Olivia, okay? So he's her Olivia, and that conversation was completely as if it was Fitz and Olivia speaking. You know, they want what's best for each other, even if it means sacrificing themselves and what oh. they want. And Melly, sure, she could have easily been like, well, that's Fitz and he's never going to change, so come on back. And she could have got love back into her life, especially because um, especially because she is trying to, you know, get a little nookie mm-hmm. on the side and, <laughs> you know, uh, one night stand and all that kind of stuff. So... I think that um, that she was like, listen, this is how you push for it. This is your advice. And that moment that they both were silent on the phone, I was like, nostalgic. Take me back. Because yeah. that's what Olivia Fitz did. And then she would say, that's such are a you good there? Comparison. He's like, yeah. She's like, good night, Mr. President. And he goes, good night, Mrs. Pre- you know, Miss President or Madam President. Uh-huh. Ooh. Man, man, you're right. You know, it's it's insane. Just just looking at the dynamics. Um, but I think, and then I'm just gonna throw this in too. I think that she, it well at this time, I'm gonna take. I was gonna throw in something. Maybe it could work. I'll just throw it out there. Um, she met this new president of another country last week that we yes. saw, and they kind of have some flirty stuff going on. So perhaps she wants to see where that goes before bringing Marcus back into the fold. Oh, that's very interesting. The tip, I mean, the preview for next week, they talk about the two love triangles happening within the White House. So, fascinating, fascinating. That is fascinating. What are you guys talking about in chat? Let's see. Yeah, those two still have feelings for each other. She's going to get a burner and have some steamy combos late at night. Okay, Katie. (laughs) Ooh. Uh, Fitz never had a burner, did he? 
Yeah. Yeah, because Olivia had the burner number. Oh, you're right. And she could go and talk to him. Yeah. I'm like such a space cadet today. No, no, it's just so, it's like with this episode, you just got to like pull from it because it, mm-hmm. you know, it got good at the end. And well, speaking of, we can kind of roll into Papa Pope arriving with a gun. Oh my, okay. So my first instinct was, wow, he's like really hurting. And then I'm like, wait, this is a trap we always fall into. Is he manipulating Fitz? And I kind of the whole time was trying to figure it out. I'm like, are you manipulating? Are you genuine? Are you actually really worried about Olivia? Or are you stoked because she's your daughter and you don't want to admit it? Yeah. I had a lot of thoughts. What were yours? I had a lot of thoughts, too. Um, I was thinking that, number one, what are you doing, Papa? Like, you're going to go and tattletale on, you know, Olivia? Oh, guess what? She's running B613. Oh, and guess what? She killed Luna Vargas. Like, what are you doing? So, red flags. Number two, I'm like, you are command. In my opinion, he was command. He will always be command. I know. I still refer to him on paper as command. Command, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, you are the toughest guy we know. You can't handle Olivia. And he, you know, I think that he's afraid that Olivia, I think that Papa Pope is afraid that Olivia will not need him anymore. And so he sees her power growing. And if she gets to a certain point, there's no room for him. And he wants to be free. Like he said, he's a prisoner. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? See, I don't know. Because I'm worried that he's using these words as... Because, okay, let me take a step back. Why would he go to Fitz? Like, what is the point of tattletaling if there's not a motive behind it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So his motive, right, is that he wants Fitz to essentially kind of do something about it. Right. But why? Yeah, the why in it all. I think one why could be that he's genuinely concerned about this power that Olivia has, that she has B613 and the White House. Because though Command was out of control when he led B613, he didn't have the White House, so he didn't have all the cards. And so... Um, and Olivia does. And Olivia does, and, and, she, and when he looks at her, he just sees, like, power-hungry power, you know, and he's afraid that she's mm-hmm. going to get so high and then fall, as he expressed, I believe, in episode one. Yeah. And he would think, I built my daughter up so much and I made her be who she is today all for it to crumble not today mm-hmm. I think that's that's probably his his main concern and and freedom yeah I could see the freedom part mm-hmm. being a big part of it but here's my thing too is at the end of the day I feel like him and Olivia will never truly come to the point of like killing each other essentially like, they always come so close, yeah. and I always think Olivia's going to do it, yeah. and she doesn't. And I feel like he has to know that, too, and vice versa. I feel like Command has come to the point of always, like, being so close to mm-hmm. really being able to, I don't want to say kill her, but you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> really get to that point where he could mess mm-hmm. it all up for her. Yeah, And they never do, which I think is interesting to me if he genuinely is that scared he Mm -hmm. really i don't know it's like he really thinks that she'll actually go that extra inch this time like that final inch of but at the same time this is my other thing i feel very all over the place (laughs) but um 
what does he have to lose? Like, is he hiding something? Why does... Why is he afraid of Olivia tracking him, following him, being in control? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. What else does he have going on? Because to my knowledge, he is kind of like Fitz, this retired old man who just got manipulated by a couple other wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Like, what else does he have going on that he needs to truly protect? Because in my eyes, the only thing he was protecting was the Republic mm-hmm. and her. Right. She's doing fine what is she going to do the republic they seem to have the same value with the republic Mm -hmm. so i don't understand what the problem is in that sense unless something else is going on and someone else is watching him and someone else is manipulating him yeah well to your first section (laughs) that was a really long rant part one part you know b i'm going to agree with you and say that command has always protected olivia and even to the point where he lost um sandra last Mm -hmm. season with Mm -hmm. the gun to her head and all of that to protect olivia always i'm going to challenge your first part because i do feel like olivia has made attempts to kill command and it was only by the slight grace of a change that she didn't the first time is when they were having that dinner and they when they just knew command was out of control they had that dinner and they had all of the snipers and but they didn't. Right, but she wanted to. It was because um, Papa Pope escaped. He figured it out. She was down. She didn't call off the snipers. They were going to shoot him, but he he changed the plans. He figured out. He was like, you really thought I was going to let you sit here and kill me, is what he said. And then the second time is when they were in Olivia's house, and she was so upset with him, and he had a gun. Yeah. And he set the gun down, and she picked it up and shot. And he, he was like, and that's when he, like, freaked out because he was like, you're actually going to shoot me. That like, is you true. were actually going to shoot me. So I agree that he protects her. Um, and then to your second uh, big point, the why. Mm-hmm. And you you actually answered Myself, the question within the it because you're so right. Know, he but... wants to protect the Republic, and I think that the Republic is safe within Melly's hands. However, he also wants to, I do think it's safe, but your second point was he wants to protect Olivia, and I think that Olivia is losing control, and she doesn't realize it, so he wants to help her help herself. Okay, I see what you're saying. You know, so yeah, I see where you're going, but I'm like, I was like, you hit it, you hit it with with the question. Um, I guess my whole thing is, I know he wants that, but... I just always struggle with how genuine he is. Yeah, I don't think he's genuine at all. I mean, you hit it at the beginning when you said he's manipulative. I'm walking in circles over you know? here. No, this like... episode, you guys. <laughs> so much, so much. So in the chat, we have Kamara that says he loves his daughter. Um, that could be why. Um, Kate Harlem, the fact that Papa Pope asked Fitz for help shows that he loves her and, and doesn't want her to lose herself in the power. Mm-hmm. Um very sweet, very open. She remembered. Oh, wait. Uh, let's see. I'm so happy for her. So much, so much um, is going on. I'm trying to keep up. You guys are really <laughs> typing here. Um, so, yeah, so we have Fitz, you know, and honestly, the manipulation that we just spoke about is the reason that Fitz made the return. You know, he came back home and he's really the only one that secretly Olivia will listen to because even Jake you know I'm an O-Laker I love them together but Olivia treats him just you know throws him to the side she doesn't listen to Melly everyone oh this rose into something so good that I love that Fitz said to um, Marcus and and he goes is Olivia everyone's world or just Just mine mine. I was like ooh, that's deep that is really deep that took me off guard 
Because I'm like, literally, she is the nucleus. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It didn't, come, it didn't sound following right. you. Yeah. Following you. Um, uh, among everyone. So she branches off. You have Melly that depends on her. You have OPA, now QPA. They all run back to her. You have Jake who answers to her. Her father, you know, is still, you know, wound up in her. The president. Just everyone. Everyone mm-hmm. can accredit her for her uh, success in helping fixing their lives. She's handled everything. That would have been a good line for like the finale, because I feel like that encompasses what Olivia Ooh, Pope is. Yeah, scandal. It's it's handled. It's handled. <laughs> Done. Done. End of series. Yes. <laughs> um. Hmm. So yeah. So that's interesting. So I have a question. Uh-huh. Do you think if Command, I keep calling Command, Papa Pope, yes, didn't come to Fitz's house, do you think Fitz would be? At Melly's or um, Olivia's apartment? No. See, this is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. I yeah. feel like there is something we're gonna find out about, maybe not in the next episode, but in a couple episodes mm-hmm. as to why he was there. Mm-hmm. Because again, I don't think he cares that much about the Republic anymore that he's not in control to bring Fitz into this whole mess. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's gonna play out. I'm gonna stick to <laughs> Olivia spiraling, and I feel like we may see that. In the next couple of episodes. Because she's had these wins, but she is going to, and it's going to be bad. But at the same time, I feel bad. like he does have enough of a grip on her to slightly control her. Mm-hmm. Even when she doesn't think so, I think they always will play into that dynamic together. Of mm-hmm. like always thinking they're in charge. Mm-hmm. And I feel like obviously the last couple of episodes, Olivia does kind of hold more of the stick. But... I think it's still a pretty fair game. Yeah. And always will be. So interesting to play out. So one other thing that we haven't hit on was um, the actual media, the news, what was happening Mm -hmm. right now in reference to that protester. They kind of snuck in a little, you know, different storyline for us. But the most shocking part of it, okay, just what we're talking about is the guy um, who, his name was Steve Candles. He was protesting because of the politically and historically offensive um, statue that was out um, of, of a, slo- a slave owner and he wanted that statue to come down and he wasn't getting attention from any um, government until Fitz came and then they had that very emotional interaction which was really great um, and what did you think about Marcus kind of feeling nostalgic about his past activism life I think Marcus has been a little caught up in the scene, being with such powerful people in this world. I do. I think he tends to think that he's not, and he continues to think he is this activist at heart. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like, after Olivia called him out, and now Fitz kind of called him out, Mm -hmm. I think he's kind of like, okay, maybe I am saying one thing, doing another thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think... he with this whole activist thing kind of did realize that essentially Mm. and i think i think he was the way he went about it was not the best when it came to expressing everything to fitz Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm talking in circles again but (laughs) i I think it had a good outcome Uh which was the point Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah. I kind of feel like <laughs> he I feel like he missed it in a way. Like he he kind of remembered where he came from and he remembered that hustle and being so passionate about something and having a purpose because mm-hmm. I think that he's kind of lost his purpose right now which is why he That's did a great way to spiral put it. out mm-hmm. you know with yeah. fits because he's like I don't like do I work for you or do I don't and do you know like what what am I doing and, and that reminded him of who he was and one thing that I liked about it and I'm you know how each week I like to try to talk about the real life comparisons between what's going on in our political climate and what's happening on Scandal and you know, just a couple of months ago, that whole protest in Charlottesville over that Robert E. Lee um, statue was, you know, very similar to this situation. But I'm like, how did they do that? That just happened in August. Yeah. Like, they literally just had to, like, create mm-hmm. that script, you know, shoot it. So I love how tight the timing is. Yeah. You know, I, I was kind of right. mind blown. Because I was like, wait, when did, when did that ha- didn't that just happen? And then, so, Yeah. So yeah. that, you know, that's interesting. So let's let's talk about our Shady Boots moment. Oh. These boots are made for Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And that's just <laughs> what they'll do. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, that was a little uh, country version. I like that. Oh, that was kind of fun. <laughs> fun, fun. So do you have a Shady Boots moment tonight? I'm trying to think. I feel like... Hmm. I don't know. If you have one, go for it. Yeah, and you guys, uh, write in and let us know what your Shady Boots moment uh, is of tonight, and we would love to to share it with everyone. Um, my Shady Boots moment would probably be that split second that we thought that Marcus was comparing Olivia to Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Talking about the library. Yeah. I was like, ooh, you want her to have a section in this library because Monica did... But then he cleared it up. But to me, that was shady for like a split second. Mm. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off of that, I feel like Fitz had several shady moments. Yeah. One in relation to that, mm-hmm. kind of exploding about the fact that he would consider giving Olivia such a big part of the library. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yes, girl. Um, And another one, too, was... I guess it's not a Fitz one. Papa Pope, he got to me, and he's shady, <laughs> and I'm not about it. She's like, the shady moment is entirely Papa Pope, just him as a person. My rant five minutes ago, <laughs> you missed it, rewind. <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, but I love that you bring up um, <clears throat> that in the about Olivia and Fitz having such an issue, and I think that's literally the moment that started the irritation with Marcus. He was I like, agree. wow, you're so entitled. You can't even, you know, give someone else credit for what you think that you've accomplished alone. And I love that he stood up for Olivia. And, you know, I love that Fitz is turning around with his end statement saying Olivia is everyone's world. Well, and I really like what Marcus said. I feel like it's actually a very Shonda moment mm-hmm. slash line. He said every... Or he alluded to the fact that a strong black woman mm. held him up, mm-hmm. and I know that she had a very similar similar line in um, How to Get Away with Murder. If you guys watch that show, because uh-huh. they talk about that too, Viola yeah. Davis's character, she kind of alludes to that all the time too. Like, 
lot of strong black women. I think it was actually her mom in that show alluded to that too. Hold yeah. up all these men. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, I just loved that because I think I love that part about Shonda too and just yeah. her writing. But I was like, yes. Yeah, it's good. It's good exposure. I feel like I totally agree with you and it's what the world needs mm-hmm. to hear and kind of understand and see, you know, you know, as black women, we don't get enough credit for the stuff that we do, especially people of power. And, and it's always taking the secondhand credit or not getting credit at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes even generalizing it more women behind men, strong women who turns the head of men, you know, I think as a whole, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so to hear, I guess, come change. from Marcus was really cool. Yes. I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. He did that. Marcus did that. Yes. Yes. So let's go into predictions. And, and now you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> predictions. So I was saying this right before we started, but I am still about Olivia and Vince ending the whole series together. Yeah. Mainly because <laughs> I want it, but I see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Olivia turned around and saw him, it was like, that's Very my sweet. take. Um, <laughs> furthermore, I really see Marcus's character just kind of all over the place in this season. Now mm-hmm. that we kind of saw him more, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of growth and you know maybe two steps forward, one step backward type mm-hmm. of stuff with him. So I'm really interested to see kind of more of his character play out. Yeah, bomb that we really didn't see Olivia in this episode at all. But yeah. I am. So excited for next week. <laughs> yeah, me too. Totally. Because I'm like, okay, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. What you said earlier is we've been building up, so I'm ready for an explosive episode. I really love how they are talking about two powerful trios, love yeah. triangles within yeah. the house, because you have Olivia, Fitz, and the anchor. And then you have Melly, the president of this other country, and then Marcus. So it's like new love interest versus old, like true love, like people they really love. So I'm ready for this to play out. Um, Yeah, I just, oh, and it's going to be hot and it's going to be passionate because Olivia was mad. She was like, what are you doing here? I know. know. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So excited. So that wraps up today, and thank you guys so much for tuning in and watching us, and we will be back next week. Um, As always, like our video, subscribe to the AfterBuzz drama page to get informed when new videos are out, and I've been your host, Jessica Williams. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams and on Twitter at Miss Jessica WW been a pleasure chatting with you guys as always and you can find me on all social media at tessa underscore saval yes bye miss you guys paris and christine from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.